Hi, it's uh, Manuel Judici here and welcome to episode number 16. Uh, this is the podcast Leading Your Change initiative. And today I want to talk about why in my direct experience change execution fails. Um, we're talking about projects and we're talking about initiatives and talking about programs of work. They basically are different ways which organizations define change. There's a strategic vision, there's a group of people that, um, there's, a, there's a business case which is basically based upon a decision and rationale to go ahead and, and, and introduce the project, introduce the change in the business. Usually my support has been of um, technology-enabled business change initiative or transformation initiatives and um, they were guided by uh, clear strategic divisions, right? The business wanted to be uh, in a place of competitive advantage four years from now, three years from now, they will invest in a technology platform, maybe a collaboration tool, uh, maybe a set of simplification processes to you know, produce services faster, faster create operational excellence, create synergies, and and you know investing in tools that will provide will supply insights like salesforce.com for example of live data uh, that could help and could support in better and faster decision making so um so my view is my my expertise is my area of focus has been in supporting these types of projects initially as a change manager and then eventually as a consultant and a business coach and um and also moving into some some group training and change training skills um, what I found is that um, there is a lot of um, there's a lot of literature actually teases out and explains why change fails from you know lack of leadership buy-in to lack of a consistent communication. People do not receive the communication; it has to be tailored in a specific way. There have to be a tailor plan. There has to be a template that explains what the steps are. Today, what I want to do very briefly is share my personal experience. Um, around and kind of a, cap, a couple of stories actually capture some of my concerns around surrounding how change is managed and delivered in businesses today. So I, as a, as a, as a young person, uh, I came from um, Italy, from the southern part of Italy, I aspired to become a footballer. And I love football. It's one of those things that um, is a the national sport in my country. And and in that particular of Italy, it's a uh, a very um, there was a particularly stronger passion. You know, if you go to the more industrialized part of the country, you will see how you know football was one of those options. But you can also do rugby, tennis, and other sports. But in the place I was growing up is football was a, was a, was a massive kind of um, it stirred massive interest among most people. And you know, children would just send their kids to to a football academy or. Um, football team and hope that at some point they would get promoted and grow into you know becoming uh, footballers now I was one of those people and I always had this passion since I was a kid so my dad used to bring me up to this place this is a, a sport team called Tricase um, is in a region called Puglia basically the heel of the boot of the country it's a ship that is a boot so it's uh, on a deep, deep south the southern part of Italy so um what is interesting to me? I, I I trained since I've, for ten years since I was a teenager up to uh, I think even I think it was seven to eight years old until eighteen um, seventeen or eighteen years old for ten years. You know I was able to join a, a team of um, uh, the the main team was a professional team, but I was in the youth team, right? So this this team were in the 
uh, Serie C, which is basically the third league from from the top, so A, B, and C, right? So that was C, but it was part of the youth team. So the old purpose, of the team was very professional. We used to train five days a week, and then we will retire. We'll kind of get ready for the football match on a Sunday, and then sometimes yeah, we'll have to you know go on a transfer just uh, to play away. Let's say right, so away from our um, home home court from. Um, from our from our from our stadium basically so um the reason why i'm sharing this story is that because when you when you train and you're training this is quite intense training right this this is this is a professional team this is a professional we used to have a personal trainer and we we would uh train for tuesday we train we train pretty much every day actually apart from one day rest doing different things but the training will involve it was quite intense well you do that every day uh, for two to three hours and that actually implied uh fitness training obviously strength training you'll have fitness training um um you'll have exercises to kind of improve your endurance and strength and also aerobic exercises um um cardio exercises so basically they you which train quite intensely but you'll also find that uh, on around Thursday or Friday, the the intensity of the training would uh, diminish, and you will actually um, spend a lot of time doing tactics. So you spend a lot of time indoor, and your the football manager, the football coach will explain to you the different scenarios, the formation. There was a four four two, or four three three, or three four three, based on what the um, a adversary, what your opponent team was going to play it like what well, you know it's basically this is strategy they would learn out a formation that would and they would call, call out and the, the football manager would choose the the players that were most likely to uh you know defeat or have win over the other team what you find though is that there was a lot of strategizing a lot of planning on a thursday and a friday but the team the football match was on a sunday very often what you find is oftentimes on a sunday um the there were so many variables at stake. There's a lot of preparation, there's a lot of physical preparation, but also a lot of planning and strategizing and looking at formations. Like literally sitting and spending the hours in your in your changing room with your football coach and the different advisors, you know, kind of suggesting the different moves and different taxes. Uh, um, different tactics and you know, what different scenarios would have been enacted in specific cases but what you'll find is that a lot of this information was very helpful to know up front but when you are actually on the pitch uh, on the football field um, you basically a lot of these a lot of what you know was you've been trained a lot of these tactics when actually Sam Howe turned inside out, were completely upset by the reality of the uh, the football team itself or the football match itself. You'll have a person that gets sent off. Uh, the the weather will get quite bad and it started raining, and you would have um, uh, not the best players that would wouldn't show up. Um, kind of they would be kept as reserved or someone in your team will be injured almost immediately or just by kind of burst of luck they you will score two goals to begin with so there is there was a lot of an element there was a very strong element of unpredictability so there was a planning side and there's also the kind of the implementation side and a lot of being in the present moment in delivering in, in, in managing the, the the match and actually playing playing the match uh, 
couldn't couldn't be prepared for. There was an element of uncertainty and unpredictability, something that you couldn't really prepare much for. You just have to somehow, on the back of your experience, improvise. You know, call, make judgment calls, and and hoping hoping for the best, right? Um, so I'm sharing this story because I I see that um, when we look at business change, business change projects, the situation is not is not dissimilar, right? Um, we have we have different stages of a project, but in broader terms, you have an initiation and a planning stage. And during the planning stage, you really tease out who needs to do what, when needs to be done by, and what are the taxes, the, the, uh, the tactics they're going to get us there, right? So what, what it is we need to do to deliver it on time and on budget, have the business on board, and, and make sure that the technology is fit for purpose. It does what it, what is, what it says on the tin. Um, but the truth of the reality is uh, that when you actually go in and deliver a technology, there is a lot of um, unknown, there are a lot of question marks, a lot of factors and elements that come into play that you couldn't anticipate, you couldn't predict. And going back to the, to the analogy of the football training, is we used to train, used to prepare for that. We used to run a simulated uh, games on the pitch, on the field, uh, on a Thursday, on a Wednesday and on a Thursday, we would, yes, study the tactics on paper and the board, but we also uh, enact them on the field. We'll have two teams, 22 players, playing against each other and acting those tactics. Now, when it comes, and these are the, this was the way to develop your ability to deal with uncertainty, right? There was always, it was always going to, very often there was, something was going to happen that you hadn't planned or predicted that it would. But it did happen all the time. Now, when it comes to project delivery team, they also perform it. They also working toward a specific set of targets and KPIs, right? Delivering on time and on budget, and we've discussed it in other episodes. Uh, but what I see missing consistently is the preparation for your project team and your change team to uh, be ready <laughs> to deal with uncertainty in the present moment. The ability to improvise and find a solution and collaborate in a way that's effective. So a lot of this is what I call uh, soft skills. I'm quite aware this is a new concept. Most people don't, I have not kind of you know, framed this that way, but a lot of organizations actually invest in a substantial amount of resources in personal development, leadership development, and training courses, managerial courses. But they actually, what they're actually doing is what we used to do on a, on a, Friday, on a Wednesday and a Friday, which is basically, oh, what, what this course should be doing is basically giving you those skills and the ability to practically apply those skills on the pitch, on the field. I believe though that, and this is what some of the, the key areas of my work when I work on a, with a change team with specific groups of uh, change managers, project managers, people in charge of uh, sustaining, uh, rolling out and implementing, as well as you know, defining upfront a change project. Uh, what we would do is not just learning how to do the planning and the templates and what, what needs to be followed, the ability to develop those change skills that allow you, your team members, your, your, scrum, um, your scrum master, your product owner, your project manager, your program director, to actually um, develop the skills to introduce the change into it successfully. I'm talking about influencing skill. I'm talking about resilience. I'm also referring to communication and clarity, engagement. I'm talking about telling your message to the right audiences. 
Now, a lot of these skills is not something, it's not, it's not template that tells you how you need to show up in a meeting, but these are all soft skills that I believe that in, a, in an environment where there's a lot more pressure that used to be put on project teams to deliver on time and on budget, yes, you need to have the ability to plan and bring in planning resources, but you also have to focus on, I think teams have to focus on developing core change skills as well as strong accountability systems whereby you are prepared for pretty much anything, also the more inconvenient um, of um, events that could happen. You know, the, you have people might leave, people get sick, or you know, um, a project might be dropped, or maybe they prioritize, or the scope might change. There's a lot of changes that could happen. But what I found is that if you bear in mind the three objectives and you change project, that, as, as they were defined in previous episodes, which is basically develop a technology fit for purpose, deliver on time and on budget and have your business on board. A lot of the reasons why this isn't happening in my direct experience and, and, and kind of looking at a lot of the literature is out there around why business change initiatives fail actually touches on intangible elements, which is what we call, you know, which is what I call a capture in a, in a macro uh, a category of training. Training and coaching. So I'm referring particularly to two things. One is having a high-performing project or change team that has developed very strong um, change skills. As I said before, empathy, listening, communication, influence, um, ability to engage, be resilient, but also a strong accountability system whereby people actually own up to their own deliverables. They own up to their own to what actually makes the biggest difference. If you look at, um, uh, so accountability system is the second is the second element of it. So one is change skills and the other one is accountability system. If you look at another analogy of a, personal, a person that wants to go through a, a fitness training, right? they might have, um, they might have a plan laid out for them, which is the strategy, right? What the steps that need to be followed to get them somewhere to lose weight or become fit or uh, whichever their objectives might be. But then they have a personal trainer, which is basically a, an accountability system, to call it in kind of more business terms, that actually holds them accountable and corrects them along the way. So I believe that um, when you look at change projects and, and these complex change projects, having a, a standard set of, um, a standard set of, you know, no hows, it's not enough anymore. Having strategies and bringing in consultants to actually lay out the strategy is not a sufficient condition for any change initiatives to be successful. What actually is also needed is the ability to develop a strong accountability system. You know, what are the right deliverables? What are the six elements of accountability that's needed by any project team? We're talking about UAT testing. We're talking about uh, training. We're talking about development. We're talking about uh, communication and engagement, cattle uh, readiness, post-school life support. There are specific areas of development of, of, of um, deploying, um, of readiness of, of during the deployment of a change initiative, that these are the accountability areas that have to be put in place. So accountability is one side of it, and the second side of it, as I mentioned before, is change skill training. And I believe that the uh, there are these, these are the three elements that actually support the the success of failure on a change initiative, and having uh, you know a change process in place is one of those elements. These are the plans, these are the templates, 
these are the, the roadmaps, these are these basically set out what we think from a managerial perspective the plan should look like. Uh, but that is only part of the change process as I define I've kind of developed a method called the valorization method. And one of those three elements, and that is, you know, having the change process and a change management plan and a program plan in place is one of those three elements. But without an accountability system and without a strong change skill training, your group of um, change uh, practitioners, project managers, your change team, your project team, your delivery team, we always struggle in one way or another. So my work is really rotating around, I'm, as a business, I work as a business change consultant, and development is consultancy where I really want to help business develop a capability to introduce this project, do it successfully, do it um, consistently over time, by leveraging a capability that's basically founded on a strong system of accountability, uh, core change skills that can be applied over and over again. And thirdly, relying on, um, you know, these change management frameworks, methodologies and templates that are available out there. And the, you know, change consultants and change petitioners are really great at. Uh, so these are three elements I wanted to share with you. And I'm really passionate about this because I can tell, I've, I've experienced a lot of projects um, kind of struggling to deliver against those set objectives. And, and oftentimes, the planning and strategizing side of things is only one of those components and it might not be the determining one. We, we need all of them. Um, so hopefully, hopefully this, um, this is a few insights, room for thoughts. I'm really trying to get a little bit, just to think outside of the box and see, I've seen too often change projects failing. I've seen too often change projects going out, uh, having cost overruns and being delayed. And I believe that from an inside out view, there is a, there is a different element, there's a different element of commitment that each change team or project sponsor uh, or executive sponsor have to put in place to actually drive not just the delivery of the technology, but also the valorization, which is once again are the three objectives that we keep, I keep on referring back to, as I mentioned, pre like multiple times during this episode, but also the previous ones.